When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. My name is Derek McMillan and tonight I'm joined by Wilf. How are you doing, mate? Hey, Derek. Thanks. Also joined by Stephen. How are you doing? Aye, good, mate. Good. And also Graham tonight. How's things, mate? You good? Aye, good, mate. Aye, cheers. Excellent. Now, it seems as if there's been about three week, three months ago since the last game. It's been the longest couple of weeks in my life. I'm not sure about, about you, Wilf, but it's good to have a game on Sunday, isn't it? Oh, can't wait, mate. Can't wait. It's just been, it seems like, like you say, months and months ago that we... The last played game, it's just been horrendous. I know, Stephen, the days have been dragging in, haven't they? Bit like an a lockdown in itself, isn't it, really? To be honest, <laughs> you're letting about for it. You're so glad when it's just over. <clears throat> that last international game's done and you're glad. You just know, like, you're just waiting for the Nile Rangers game on. So I'm glad it's it's nearly here, to be fair. Okay, a couple of days to wait. It's, uh, it's fair dragged in, isn't it? Uh, it's a couple of days now when you've waited that long. <laughs> right, well, that's it. That's it, and it's, uh, so we'll get to the preview for the game on Sunday either, but it's just, I'm glad to be talking to these guys because it means there's a game coming up soon and we've, uh, we've got something to talk about now. Uh, we'll start uh, tonight's podcast with, um, today's podcast with um, the fallout from the Slavia game. Now, well, obviously what happened happened with Kamara. They then came out with a statement um, through Amir Anwar to, to explain what happened. Have you been disappointed with the reaction from, from UEFA and Slavia since? Uh, I think Slavia's reaction has been fucking hilarious. I mean, they keep <laughs> they just keep tying themselves up in knots. I mean, I don't know how many statements that they're certainly winning the statement league. I don't know how many statements they put out, but every single one seems to contradict the previous one, which contradicts itself in the contents of it. It's I mean, I mean, there is the old saying when you're in a hole, throw the shovel away. They really should be doing, it. you know. I mean, there's also the other, the other saying that as well as. Uh, Thou dost protest too much, and they are protesting too much. Yeah, you know, I mean, they know guilty as charged. They know their man's guilty as charged. Yeah. You know, and I'm not so much disappointed about UEFA because they've got to. It would have been nice if they'd come out and said, "Look, we're investigating it. We've got the reports, and we're having we're having a look at it. We'll say more after that." That's probably all they could have said up to now, but they haven't even said that, which is a bit disappointing. But having said that, the Scottish football authorities haven't said very much either. But Stephen, that was my main worry, and Will's just touched on it there. The SFA took four or five days, maybe six days, to even make a statement. Is that just testament to you know the problem we've still got in football with racism? I'm not percent, man. I think um, not only disappointed, but you're not surprised that they're taking so long to come out. This is just this is, should be something that should be getting on at the top of straight away. And 
the way they've handled it before in the past with these things at Youth, they just take so long and they're so light with it as well. These people, these things happen, it seems to be like an eight grand fine or something. I'm like, there's, that's going to do nothing to solve this sort of problem. But um, with regards to their statements as well, it's just, I don't know what story they're going with today. Do you know what they bring out another statement? It's like, what's, what's, what's that? What are they going to say this time? And um, it's just a scunnering feeling. I'm just scunnered right now and I just feel for Kamara because there's been a lot of mud slung his way now for them and it's it's pretty atrocious to be honest. But for, for the SFA and SBF, SBFL or whatever the body it should be coming out, for taking that long to protect or defend one of the players that plays in the league is, is pretty scandalous to be honest. It's shocking. You know what it's like? It's like I've been out to eight in the morning and I'm trying to find out excuses to my wife where I was in terms of you know, this happened, I lost my phone, it was down the back of the couch, then I got a taxi to the rank house. You know, it's like, they're almost as, as dead. Well said. Not that I've got much experience in that, by the way, I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's almost like, well... <laughs> that sounds experience there. Aye, I've definitely not speaking for experience. It's one of my mates that have done that before. But yeah, it's like the, great Graham, it's like the lady does, does protest too much, you know. They're almost like coming out every day with a, a, a story that's... Um, that's as crazy as the previous one, as, as Wolf's just said. Now, did you, I'm probably need to watch our word this question, but are you surprised at Slavia's response? Uh, I would have been surprised if I never read up about the stuff like Lukaku and uh, the boy for Barcelona. I think he plays with Wolves now. Uh, they said they were racially abused as well with Slavia Prague. So when you read about that, then I'm kind of no surprise now. But, but the, difference, the difference with that is that was the supporters. You know, oh, was it? Sorry, I thought it was the Slavia. So, I mean, I can understand them sticking up for their player, but I mean, you just look at the when it happened, look at the reaction of the, the two the two coloured Slavia players that were closest to the incident. Uh, when it all kicked off, they went nowhere near it. So that tells you the guy's guilty. So I don't see how they can defend the indefensible. It's, it's mental. It's, and it's, see, the, it was just talking about like the SFA and UEFA. I'm not surprised about how long or how little they have said as well. Because I'd like to see what the difference is. Remember when people were getting uh, fined for like, having uh, paddy power in their boxers and stuff like that? I'd like to see how quick they came out with stuff like that and find and uh, clubs are fined quick enough for like, fans and all that. And they're still silent. It's, it's, so I, I suppose the good thing is that the, I think Amir Anwar, who have usually get no time for but he's kind of um, served himself well with this one um, it's saying that there should be enough to try and go down the pro- uh, to prosecute which is fingers crossed that we that, that, that they do at least explore that of course there's an investigation needs to happen and people need to watch what they're saying of course that but Wolf how important is that the right if he's found guilty that the right sanction is given to try and deter people for this sort of behaviour well I mean it's, uh, it's 100% there's got to be the right I mean they've got to They've got to stop it. I mean, as as uh, as Tav said when he came, when he came out in the statement not long after it, um, they've been doing this taking the knee carry on for however many months it's been. It's not it's patently not working because things like this happen on the park. I mean, you don't you sort of expect it from the terrace and, and these you know East East European places or, or kind of former Soviet bloc places because they are a bit a bit behind us really in developing if you like. But you don't expect it from fellow professionals on the park. So anything they're doing isn't working. So they have to hammer this guy. Have to absolutely hammer him. And the way the clubs defend him, they get hammered as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Mr. we'll try and flip this into a positive thing. How proud were you of the Rangers players standing together uh, during the game, after the game, and in the aftermath of the 
uh, of the game. How proud were you of, of them as a group? 100%. I think it was showed your togetherness of the team and also what we stand for and that we don't accept we don't accept any of this sort of stuff. And from the club down, I think there was also that video and um, after the game when Gerard was down in the pitch and it was Ross Wilson, the chairman was all down there, all defending us and not saying it's not acceptable. And uh, that's what we should be standing for. And I, I'm delighted that all the boys took stuck up from there. And um, I it was it was great to see. And that's what I would. And to be fair, like a lot of the teams and like other teams in the league, when they taking the knee and stuff like that as well, and all standing away, Kamara, because I think that's what's going to force the sort of change and say this is not acceptable on any fronts from anybody. And it's only yeah. people coming to the girl and standing together that's actually going to change it. And um, I it's it's uh, it was good to see that part of it. I think we'll take this moment to take a shout out to Gareth Bale's elbow as well. Um, that was much appreciated and I'm hoping that next time somebody's out there around a golf for Rangers buys him a couple of beers because uh, I'm sure I'm sure the Rangers fan would chip in for that, no problem. Now, Graham, it's important we move on from this as a football club. We can't, we, to be fair, against Celtic, we've we, we done okay. You know, we were a bit leggy and a bit lethargic, but that was to be seen. But, you know, Kamara's uh, turned up. He's been a professional and were you proud of him as well and his reaction, how he managed to turn out on Sunday and during the week for, for, for Finland? Uh, very proud of him, mate. The performance for Finland in midweek was brilliant. Some of the clips you've seen on, on social media, not Megan players and that, uh, he's a joy to watch. I'm proud of him, I It shows how much the club mean to him that he wanted to come on and play for the start against Celtic as well. And we'll always have his back. So I'm proud of him. Yeah. I think we need to have a a wee shout out for the Finnish national team as well because I mean they stood four square behind them as well. I mean they came out with, with t-shirts supporting them, and that was they didn't have to do that. That was I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah, it, it shows you how much he's loved in the game for me. I've seen that uh, all over the world tweets going out from ex-teammates. He, he's also his international teammates, and also you know Gareth Bale and the likes as well at Wales. You know it was it was great to see, and it shows you that people are behind them and people are behind um, people who are suffering this sort of abuse. So fingers crossed we can. UEFA take a hard stance and we can we can start to kick out the game for good because they've been trying for 50, 60, 70 years now and it's it's, it's not getting any better for me. So now now's the time to make a stand. And for me, the clubs have to be sanctioned more than just a 30 grand fine that they pay out the chairman's back pocket that he finds down back of the couch. You know, they've got to fling teams out at the dock them points, shut stadiums before they start taking the punishments as serious as that the people are going to still keep committing the crimes. If you steal a car and you get a day in jail, you're going to steal a car again. And that's that's the way we've got to look at it. Now, we'll part that we'll move on. Now, Wolf, great news this week. Two of our elder statesmen in the team have signed new contracts. We'll start with uh, Stephen Davis, who was released first. Now, what can you say about the man, Wolf? I take it you're delighted that he's going to be here for another season. Absolutely ecstatic about it. I mean, he's he's just, he's, he's, like, a, he's like a fine wine. He's getting better with age. You know, I mean, he's he's when he when he came back, we thought, mm, well, is this is this the player that you know that left us all those years ago? But I mean, he had he hardly played the, 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 the a year previous to that. But he's come back and he's just proved how good a player he is. I mean, his international record speaks volumes. I mean, 126 caps, it's just incredible. I mean, the man hardly, the man hardly misses hardly misses a beat. I mean, for, for Rangers, when he, every time he's he's available, more or less, he's playing. You know, it's just, I mean, it's incredible. Great news that you sing. Because even if he can't play twice a week, if he's going to play, the fact that he's in the dressing room, you know, he can, we're going to be hopefully bringing some new players and he can tell them what it's all about. They, they can see him as a as a role model. I mean, I I think we could do worse than try to, than try to get him on the, on the coaching staff as well. 
Graeme, I, I think that's a great point, but Wilf, I think Stephen Davis is destined to, a ma- to be a manager. Now, we'll come on to the four later on, but can you see Davis playing a more tutorial role, probably, next season? You know, is he going to be able to play 50 games? I don't know. But do you see him being key to our success next year and, and bringing the next crop through? Davis is a model, model professional, and you can see off, off the pitch how he's keeping himself fit, and that's how he's, how he's playing so long. Uh, delighted he signed a, a new extension, and uh, I was talking in the, after the Northern Ireland games. One of the questions was about is he doing coaching badges and stuff like that, and he was said he's going to once he finishes that's where he'll start. So I'd definitely put him uh, learning with under 18s and stuff like that as well. But imagine like Stephen Kelly when he comes back next year, hopefully learning on the training pitch with Stephen Davis. So it'll be some experience for him, and it just helps Rangers grow, uh, keep going forward. I mean, we're talking about an elder statesman here, of course, and we're talking about tutorials and we're looking after players, but he's still got a lot to give on the pitch, do you not think so? 100%. Um, and for like guys like I know yourself, Derek and Graham as well, take some involvement, like the sort of coaching side of things. And, and, and he's, I'd imagine he's the sort of guy who used to younger players say, Go watch Stephen Davis for half an hour, just go play a cam and we see what he does in the park because yep. he just scrolls about games and he just knows he's exactly what he's to do at the right time. And then, uh, and for a sort of personal thing, I'm delighted he signed on because I'll be gutted if I don't get to see him play at Rangers in the flesh again for a couple of games, see if that was his last game because I just love watching him. There's and I think Wolf was right, he came in in his first six months, he was a bit. When he came back, it was like, has he has he passed it a wee bit? And it just shows you, like, a pre-season under his belt, even that age, he can just come on and still throw it and just be a Rolls-Royce in the park. So it's great to watch. And I think the influence, you're right. I think he's another guy who's won medals. He's, he'll be able to pass that knowledge down. So he's just a quality player. I'm lucky to have him because, I, and it's similar to, like, maybe we'll come up to McGregor. I don't envy the person's job that's got to try and find a replacement for him. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, that's a task in itself. So if we can put that off for another year, I'm happy about that. Well, how how do we replace Stephen Davis? I don't know. I don't know that we can that we can replace him. I mean, they, they need to. I mean, I'm sure they will. I mean, Ross Wilson will be, will be working on it because they know that. You know, it's not with Stephen Davis and, and same with McGregor, who we'll get on to. It's not a case of well, I wonder if they'll leave. We know they're going to retire at some point. They're going to have to because they're getting on a bit. So there must be a secession plan there. Um, they'll have, you know. As, as the boys were saying, the, the young boys like Stephen Kelly, they can they can only learn off a guy like Davis, and it's it's soon going to be time for them either either put up or, sh- or shove off. You know, if they can't reach the level we need to reach, but I mean Ross Ross Wilson and and his team will be they'll they'll have their eyes on people and if they can bring them in to work alongside Stephen Davis, whether it's while he's still on the books as a player or if he's back as a coach, then. You know, they'll certainly learn they'll certainly learn from them, but as for replacing them, I think it'll be very, very difficult to replace. The game, John, do you think that we need to replace Stephen Davis this summer and try and get his replacement in next to him if finances allow, obviously? Ideally that would be ideal basically, but uh, I think it gives us a year at least if we've not already planned and found a person to replace him. Because obviously Ross Wilson, I think when you look at his career at Southampton employees, he does plan with two or three years ahead, he always talks about that. So they might even have somebody looked out to replace him and bring him in this summer, as you say, if it's if we can do it financially. But it gives us a year anyway and see how it goes. So, yeah. Well, I think we've, yeah, I think we've got the people in place now to replace players. You know, you know, it will be a big deal and it will be a big miss, but I'm confident in the team that we've got off the pitch now in recruitment that we, you know, hopefully can soften the blow. But you can never replace a man like Stephen Davis, oh. in my opinion, entirely. It's just... 
trying to make work. We could almost need a couple of players for me for what he brings to the team. My main worry is that if Stephen Davis doesn't play well, Rangers don't play well right now, you know, to a certain extent. So that that's my concern going forward. But I'm sure Gerard, his team will have, you know, a few up their sleeve and, and fingers crossed. Now, now, Wolf, the next contract is uh, Alan McGregor. Uh, we're slightly older than, than Davis. He'll be, he'll be 40 by the time his contract runs out, but we had to give him another year, didn't we? We absolutely did. I mean, they've said they've said all along that if, if he wants a contract, it's there for him. Uh, and it's all down to him and how he feels his body's holding up. And I'm, again, delighted that he signed. And the way they've gone about it's fantastic. I mean, he said all along, until the league's won, I don't want to talk about it. And then we won the league, and within a couple of days, I believe they were they were negotiating, and he's, he's now signed the deal, which is tremendous. I mean, if you're John McLaughlin, you're a wee bit annoyed because you're maybe thinking, well, I've got a chance here, a regular gig here for Rangers, but the man signed. But I mean, again, McGregor, you've got to keep him as long as you can because, I mean, even a guy like John McLaughlin, okay, I mean, John McLaughlin's in the stairs, but he'll still learn loads off McGregor, you know. Um, if Robbie McCrory comes back, he'll learn loads off McGregor. You need to keep him there as long as you can. I mean, he's even talked about doing his coaching badges as well, which if we can hang on to him, wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, it's Graham, um, he's been outstanding this season, and it was, it was the the biggest no-brainer you've seen in football, eh, to give him a new deal. I, I was delighted when he signed it. He was the one out of the two. I was quite worried that he'd maybe think that's uh, time ending a high, but it's well-deserved. Some of the saves this year, especially in the tight games, we kept us in it at times. I delighted, and as you said, that Robbie McCrory, John McLaughlin, and even the younger lads uh, maybe get the chance to train them every now and then. It does. It keeps the club moving forward and in a good place. Now, Stephen, we're talking about again, same with McGregor. You know, we're talking about older people here, but he's a, one of our top performers. You know, it's testament to how fit he is. We, we. If I'm going to ask you, how are we going to replace McGregor? <laughs> is there someone within, or do we need to get it's the checkbook and as much as we can really isn't it um, yeah. that sort of that, that phrase isn't it he's must have been about 9-12 points he's gained this year really on his own isn't he? and it's something I actually didn't expect him to come back and be as good as he has been I don't know if that was just naivety in my part or what it is but some of the saves he's been pulling off has just been fantastic this season I know I think he's raised it to another level I know people say goals get better with age but you think at one point they're going to drop off but there doesn't seem to be any, any sign of that with McGregor and I think I know at the start of this year, I think the only issue is you're worrying is, is he going to be too old? Maybe he's going to, maybe this year, maybe hang up his boots or whatever. And, um, but it doesn't seem any signs I'm sort of slowing down. And I know at the start of the season, a, back, a wee bit of a back injury, was it? And he came back mm-hmm. for that no baller and was still performing well. So long may it continue. And the guy that's got to play some, I feel for him. But we've been quite, we've been fortunate with goalies over the years. So hopefully we can keep that run going. We've maybe had, our luck's been fantastic. So uh, fingers crossed that, that uh, trend can keep happening. Yeah, well, do you almost like see this year? You no, know, Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor from me will probably will still start next season. We've still got a big season to go. You know, it seems as if we've not, but you know, we've still got things to go to play for this year. But do you almost see it as buying Rangers a year to find the replacements? I think it, it it does to a certain extent as long as the two of them can stay fit. I mean, I don't think though, I don't think certainly Stephen Davis. I don't think he'll play as many games as he has this season, mm-hmm. and. McGregor, if it's if it's fit, this holds. He he certainly will because he just loves play, he just loves playing games. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it certainly gives gives us the, the time to get somebody and get them bed, get them bedded in because there's you know it's all very well saying okay we'll sign this guy as a replacement for 
whichever one of them it's going to be. But it's whether they can they can settle into, into Rangers because it's a big, big jersey to, to fill, particularly the goalkeeper. Because as, as uh, Stephen said, we've been really blessed with, with goalkeepers, you know, th- through the years. We take out the the so-called banter years when the when when the best ball in the world from they weren't the, they weren't the best. I mean, we've had some absolutely cracking goalkeepers in the last kind of 20, 25 years. So whoever's coming in to replace McGregor, that's a big, big jersey to fill. So if they can get that guy in now, you know, to, to fill it and kind of learn from him, that's, that's got to help. I think a thing about that as well, if I was with Ross Wilson or Gerard, they've already talked before about maybe selling a few players this year. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like Kamara in the summer, maybe Morelos. And you don't really want to have to go into a window and have to replace Davis, McGregor and going out for a striker. It does kind of buy you a bit of time maybe to try and replace them players this year, if whoever they go. Hopefully they don't, but if they're thinking about selling a player this year. And then next year, bed those guys in for a year and then try and do the bit, another two big hitters in McGregor and Davis if it is the season after. So maybe there's a bit of forward planning in it. Maybe that's what they're thinking, but it's just, just glad to have them for another year. Do you think that's right? There's a bit of risk risk management here in terms of we might lose two, we probably are going to lose two, three in the summer to bar- not balance the books, but you know, just to evolve. Do you see a bit of risk management here? We keep making sure we don't need to replace five or six of the first eleven. Uh, I totally agree with what Stephen was saying there. It gives them the chance if we sell somebody, we don't need to replace them. That's safe. And then uh, we can focus on either replacing them or improving other positions this season. So uh, it's it's the best way to build the club in it, so I'm happy with that. But the, the Ryan Jack thing seems to be a lot more serious than we thought because he's just, you know, we've seen a specialist. So potentially, if, if Ryan Jack, if they can't kind of stabilise Ryan Jack and, and manage his injury, you could potentially be looking at a whole new midfield if Davis hadn't signed a new contract. Yeah. Because even says Kamara, Kamara must be one of the favourites to go, particularly if he's a good Euros. And if yeah. Jack's not available. And then Davis isn't there. That's a whole new midfield we need. But at least with Davis there, that's the continuity in the middle of the park. Yeah, and he, he's he's a linchpin, isn't it? The teams he's going to be there, you know, everything will seem okay. You know, <laughs> that's the way I'm kind of looking at it. But for me, we're we're almost run like a proper football club now. So what Stephen said is is spot on. I think there will be a bit of risk management here and saying, well, you know what? Well, we've kept McGregor, we've kept Davis, we can maybe sell Kamara. I'm really worried about Ryan Jack for me for the amount of games he miss. I love Ryan Jack. He brings to the team something that we don't, the rest don't for me. And I'm really worried that, you know, it's more serious than what it is. He does miss a lot of games for his age, but fingers crossed he can be in that midfield next year because for me, Ryan Jack could play for Rangers for as long as he wanted to. He's that good. Now, we had a poll on Twitter um, during the week about another of our elder states when I keep using that word, but uh, uh, Jermaine Defoe. Now, Stephen, his contract's up. Uh, he's slightly different in the fact that he's not had many games. Would Jermaine Defoe be worth another year at Rangers? I mean, I think there's a possibility. I think I'd be surprised, though, depending on what we say to Defoe, if he'd maybe want to stay for another year. I think he thinks he's got more left in the tank. I think he thinks he can probably be a starter for somebody somewhere. And I think he thinks he's got goals in him. Um, if Morelos goes, though, in the summer, I would quite like to have a backup of somebody like Defoe. He kind of guarantees you if you're going to give him the game time. 10 goals, 12, 15 goals a season. Um, so it's a tough one. I don't know how you'd sell that to the four. I could, like I say, I can imagine him maybe thinking, I want to be, I want to be a first team star. And to be fair to him, he deserves that because anytime he's came on, he's, he's done well for us. So um, it's a really tough one to answer, to be fair. If the, it really depends on who we bring in because um, I think we'll need to bring in somebody to the forward line. So uh, maybe I'll wait and see. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's away in the summer. 
Hey, what about you, mate? Think you, would you give him another year, or do you think it's up to Jermaine Defoe what he wants, the same as McGregor? I think with the Defoe situation, it comes down to maybe what kind of contract he would accept. But I think one of the, uh, the answers was player-coach. But if he would do something like that, or if he... Because I, I believe he's one of the highest-paid players. So if he was signing a new year, I think you need to adjust the wage to suit how many games he plays, obviously, because we need to think about finances and stuff like that as well. And then, obviously, it's a great guy having around. You can see the uh, Morelos has benefited so much and other players. But I've got a feeling he wants to have a go somewhere for maybe a year or two and finish his career scoring goals, then you can't blame the guy. And wish him all the best if he does leave. Yeah, I, sorry, sorry. I agree I agree with, with, with both the guys about that as well. But the thing that's in the back of my mind, I think he seems to really have enjoyed the fact he's finally won a title. Mm. You know, and that might be a carrot for him staying to win another one. But, you know, as... Uh, as as I as Graham's saying, it depends on the sort of contract he'll accept because we can't we can't afford to have a, a bit part player, one of the highest paid players at the club. That just doesn't make sense. No, I think it would have to suit both parties with that. Wolf, I think you're right. I think for me, I think Defoe would be a beneficial member of the squad. He scores the odd goal. It looks as if he's great for you know the younger players, but we can't be affording to pay whatever it is a week for a mentor. You know, and I know we've just said that about Davis and McGregor, but I'd imagine they'll be on, you know, salaries that, you know, um, suit their age and, you know, where they're at in their careers. So if we can get Defoe on a, a deal that, you know, that works out the same as that, then brilliant. For me, I think Defoe's got another year in him somewhere, you know, whether that's uh, League One or, you know, in England or Championship. I'm not sure, but he's definitely, for me, got another year in him. So I, I think he'll go in the summer, but, you know, well, privileged to see him play at Rangers. You know, he's a, he's a top, top striker and, and he's got that league title he deserves. So if he goes away, I'm sure with everyone's best wishes now, followers on Twitter seem to think so. The choices were, yeah, for Jermaine Defoe was yes, another year, no time to move on and a player coach. And the winner was um, by 53% was yes for another year. Um, and the next one was player coach and then 19% said no, time to move on. So, well, for you, you surprised that? No, I think Rangers fans quite like him, don't they? Yeah, I think they like him. But as, as we as we said, it depends on the finances. If they can sort out a, a deal that's beneficial to everybody without costing us a king's ransom, then I'll, I'd be sad to see him. I'd be happy enough to see him stay. But again, it has to be financially beneficial for, for us, really. We have to call the shots on it. Yeah, it has got to be commercially viable and all that. But hope, hope, I mean, we'll, we'll soon see. I mean, this, we've, got, we've got games to go. I'd imagine that We'll come on to the Cove preview that Defoe might play a part on Sunday. So hopefully he's got another trophy in his bag before he has to make that decision come come the end of May. Um, now, moving on to the, the next subject for the podcast today is the, the ban that the boys got for, for breaching COVID rules. Now, Stephen, they got a, a four-match ban with two suspended. Were you surprised at that? Did you think it was going to be worse? I did actually. It does seem to be just off the back of what other people have had, like Jones and Edmondson. I was expecting maybe a bit longer than the four games. Uh, I, I don't know where they, how they gauge it, and depending the decide like what to get. But I think we've got to be happy with that. It was a case of I think we've just had to take our medicine for what the guys done and try and move on. So does that mean I think they're back for the Celtic game? If that's right, if we go through in the cup, is it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy with that regarding Patterson to be fair um, so it's one of those ones take the medicine and move on and try and uh, the players I'm sure the players have learned for it anyway like, Graham were you 
surprised at leniency. I honestly thought they were going to be lucky if they played again this season. At the very beginning, I thought we'd be lucky if they play again uh, this season. But when I was looking at it more, when Jones and Edinson get seven, I was expecting seven to be honest. But I'm just, I'm just to take it basically. It includes the two Scottish Cup games if we go through on Sunday, which we should. And then starts one win basically. Well, does it just highlight how the SFA make up as they go along? Yeah, well, for a start, I don't know why why they left it so long <laughs> to have the hearing. And then when they had the hearing, they left it another four days before they were supposed to give a decision and then didn't give a decision the day after that. So I don't really know what what they were doing. I mean, I'm, I'm like the boys. I was expecting more. I didn't expect uh, six with two, with two of them suspended. I thought minimum they would get would be seven. I kind of fear that it would be the end of their seasons. I'm glad it's not. It'd be great to see them back again, particularly Patterson. Um, but yeah, I mean, it strikes me. I'm a bit, I'm a bit mystified because the the early the early cases, the one involving the was it the boy balling goalie who went away to Spain or wherever the hell he went. He he didn't get banned at all. The Aberdeen eight didn't get banned at all. But then other players go out and they shouldn't have done it. I mean, I'm not saying what they did was right, but the only the only club that's the players banned as us. I don't, I don't see why that is. You know, and the, the time they took to do it is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It worked out well for us because Patterson's maybe to fill in, fill in for Tav when he's been injured. That's worked out well for, for us. But like you say, they're just, they're making up as they go along. I don't think they really know what the hell they're doing. It's a major worry for me. You know, they didn't, they've not got guidelines in place for it and they're just making it up depending on the sea fit. Stephen, I think they were, you know, if the stories are to be true and it's not really been ratified by anyone that they were just in their own bubble. You know, they were together when they shouldn't have been but they're in their own bubble. Do you think that was kind of different from Jones and Edmondson and why it was a bit more lenient? That, that would make sense to be fair. Maybe they've took that in consideration and where Edmondson was and Jones were at a party with people outside their bubble. Maybe that's why they had to felt they had to be a bit harsher but I totally agree with what you're saying, Derek. Whatever the decision they make, it seems to be Let's toss a coin and see what way we go with this time, how we're going to make up this time. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I think we're just happy that it's four games and uh, we can get this done with and get, you know, move on for it, to be honest. But uh, you just you don't know what's coming next sometimes for them, to be honest. Yeah, I totally agree. And agree that it's, um, it's took a long time, as Wilf's mentioned. You know, ridiculous a long time, I don't understand. Even when they had the hearing, it took them three days or four days to, to release what the, what the punishment was. Graham, for these players, they'll just want to move on, won't they? They just want to get back on the grass. Uh, I think to be honest, I've forgot, I've forgiven, forgot about it. So I hope for <laughs> the players have as well, and then just move on. As long as they learn from it, then that's the last step for me anyway. Obviously, we could talk about Kinnear and, and Dapo's contracts, etc. But for Patterson and Bassey, for me, the older manager one now, and we might actually get better players off the back of it. Because I know fine well if I'm getting a second chance at Rangers, I'm no fucking up. You know, I'm making sure I run through every brick wall that I'm asked to. So, fingers crossed we see these boys kick on because, especially in Patterson, for me, we've got an absolute cracker there. And hopefully, it takes us a kick up the backside and goes on to be the Rangers right back for, for many years to come. Now, we've got a, I will mention at the start, you know, it's been uh, dragging on. We've not had a game for about three months, it feels like. We've got the Scottish Cup returning on Sunday. Uh, we're at home to Cove Rangers with a, a lovely kick-off time of 6.30pm, which, well, you'll be glad there's no fans for that one, getting back at God knows what time to Aberdeen. But, uh, Stephen, Scottish Cup's always been a great tournament for Rangers in the past. How happy are you we're getting the chance to, to go for the double this year? 
I'm delighted. I mean, because uh, after winning a trophy again for for how long? All I want is more. You know what I mean, and I think that's what the players want as well. You just want more. That that it feels so good that you don't want it to stop. And to have another opportunity to sort of compound our success this year and go on and get a double would be fantastic. And it's another sort of thing we would want to do is get another cup. We've not won the Scottish Cup League Cup for the last few years, so it'd be good to get that one in the bag again for a while and um, just keep on that winning mentality is so important for me and just to keep on like we need to get more success because as soon as that ball kicks next season we're back to scratch again so like that's the sort of mentality it's like it's like we've won the league but what's next we need to keep going and keep going and keep going so um I'm, I'm looking forward to that aspect of it it's just to see the players just to drive and again get more success so I'm delighted it's back I know there was still there was an opportunity at one point where it was going to maybe get called and they couldn't fit it in but I'm delighted it's back we've got the opportunity to to, to win another trophy. So, Graham, I take it you're of the same mind, delighted we've got a... almost feels as if the season's sort of ended. I think Sunday will feel different because, you know, there's another trophy to go for. It almost seems like an end-of-season tournament, but, you know, as soon as the players cross that white line on Sunday, I'm sure they'll feel as if there's a chance to go and, you know, make themselves um, even more legends. Uh, I'm so happy for Gerard and the players that we get a chance to go for the Scottish Cup and they can go down as a team that's won the double. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, because you know what that means. You'll be can uh, compare them to other great sides of win doubles and stuff like that. And they'll always be remembered. So I'm delighted the players get the chance to go for it. And that break between obviously winning the league and then the now, it's gave them a, a good time to celebrate and then refocus. And then this is how we mini league now, just to go for it. Well, I loved that comment from Gary McAllister in the press conference today. Was it yesterday that he said it's almost like a mini league competition now? It's the full focus is on on the Scottish Cup. Now we've lucky we won the league in, in March. You know, it was in the bag before the Easter eggs came. But having how how confident are you with Rangers putting all their eggs into one basket, excuse the pun, <laughs> that we can go and win this Scottish Cup? I didn't even mean that. I'll take it, but I didn't mean it. Um I'm, I'm supremely confident because we're the best we're the best team in the country by a long, long way. So there's no reason that we that we shouldn't win it. But in the back of my mind, obviously, the last three or four years, certainly since um, Stephen Gerrard came in, we've not, we've not been great in cup competitions because we haven't won any of them. We really should have won something along the line. So there's no reason we can't go on and win the cup, and I'm, I'm confident that we'll, that we'll do that. But I also think it's good the way the cup's going to be because it will keep us focused for the, the remaining five league games. You know, I mean, I'm, I don't hold a lot of store in staying unbeaten, but from here, there's no reason we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And the fact we've still got the cup to play for will keep us focused in that. And I'm, I'm actually hoping that the way they're playing the cup as a sort of mini tournament from now, that they'll look at it going forward and maybe make it a, a regular thing that that's what they do with the Scottish Cup. Because I think it's looking it's looking really good. It's going to be short and sharp from here and six weeks later as a final. I know, thank you. You know, rather, rather than the way they traditionally do it, and, and it starts off in, in January and finishes in May. You know, having it as a little wee mini tournament, I think it could it could turn out quite good going forward if they keep that. That's a really oh. good point because uh, I'm sorry, Derek Miller, because now no, it's like when you play the first early round, you, you play a game, it's hard to really get into it as much until you get get to the later uh, later rounds and you play one early on and then you forget about it for months. So this short, sharp sort of like game, game, game on it will be. I think it's going to kind of give a good dynamic to the Scottish Cup and make it. I'm quite excited about it already. To be fair. As well, see if they kept it like this as well. I don't have faith in the SFA or the whoever sponsored the Scottish Cup, but they could market that really good. Yeah. But 
they would never, they've not got the brains to do that, have they really? So, do you know what I would like about it is, see with the League Cup, they've almost done that at the start of the season and there's kind of a mini-tournament there and that finishes in November. It gives you the middle months, you know, like sort of December to, to now with no games, you know, when hopefully you're trying to kick on in Europe when your, your squad's stretched, etc. So it would almost help us if they'd done that. What I honestly think it would help with is the lower league clubs. A lot of Scottish Cup games are off in kind of December, January, February. And that has a knock-on effect on, you know, the campaigns. So see, almost starting it in April uh, for the for the kind of professional teams anyway, I think it would be a great idea. But I just, as Graham says, I don't trust them to be that innovative to take it forward. Now, well, for playing Cove, and I'm coming to you because you're from that neck of the woods. I knew um, you would. You would. <laughs> but they're um, not a bad wee ground, actually. I stop at the Burger King outside it when I'm going to Pretodrick, to be fair. It's not a bad wee ground. But it's... Um, I suppose I'm going to try to say I don't care who we're playing on Saturday you know I would expect us to win at Ibrox Celtic Aberdeen Cove Rangers doesn't matter but it's kind of a perfect game for us to come back to isn't it we should be taking a game to them and, and, and beating them comfortably Yeah I think it is I mean in, in, in previous uh, regimes at Rangers I might have had a bit of kind of well this is potentially a banana skin but um, with, the, with the guys we've got in charge just now they don't they don't take anybody lightly and I think they'll they'll be you know fully prepared for it. Um I mean I think personally I think the Sooks have burned a wee bit a wee bit lately in December and look how that ended up. They're not going to do that again. They'll also have seen what happened up in Brora last week when when Hearts went up to Brora and got beat. I've got to say that in case my missus watches this. Um and no I think I mean Cove are a decent side. Cove have got a lot of money behind them. I've been to see them when, when we could go to football. I've been to see them a few times uh, because they're just up the road from me. And if we're not playing, I just like watching football. And they've got some players that could that are probably playing below the level they should be at. You know, guys that can score goals. But I don't think they'll cause us too many problems because they're just a they're a typical lower league side. You know, they're they're, they're very they're very physical, very kick and rush, and I think we could deal with that quite quite comfortably. Yeah, Stephen, they've also just come back playing. Cove have had a couple of games, winning a draw, they're sitting second top of League One, they're looking good for uh, promotion, if not definite in the playoffs, but you know, we should be taking care of them, shouldn't we? Aye, absolutely. I don't really have any sort of big concerns about it. I think if we get up to speed and can get this dust off the cobwebs, we'll be we'll be in no bother for it, to be honest. And I think it's, I think it's a good game for us to come back to. We've not played for a few weeks and it can maybe try and get um, a good performance and try and get the confidence up again and sort of stuff like that. So I, I'm looking forward to it in that sense. And I think it's a good first game back, to be honest, in the Scottish Cup. And then hopefully we can kick on. Graham, are you the same mind? We should be we should be beating them anyway? Uh, no no doubts about it. I Just go and play our game, attack, we should win I. Good fingers crossed that's the case. Now, Wolf, in terms of it's hard to remember what the last start in 11 was, so I'm not expecting you to, to go on many changes you've been making. For me, it's a chance to, to play some people that haven't been playing. Do you think Gerard will take that take that route? Yes, I do. I mean, I expect I expect Scott Wright to start. Because he's done the press, uh, press conference? <laughs> no, no, because um, just because I think he's, he, deserve, he deserves a start and It'll give him a chance to rest some of the other some of the other forward guys. So I would expect him to start. I think McLaughlin might come in for McGregor. Um, we might we might see Big Jack Simpson starting. You know, it's it's difficult trying to second guess this because he he could go full strength because we've not played for a few weeks. 
I don't expect to see Stephen Davis because he's had two games for Northern Ireland recently. Um, but more more than that, I'm not even going to try, try and hazard, I guess. Graham, do you almost look who played internationals and just put them on the bench on Sunday? I, I, don't know, I tried to work out what I'd like to see as 11 uh, last night. Uh, and I was trying to work out who's who played two games in the international break, who had a rest, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I, just, uh, Will says there, I think John McLaughlin uh, will play. And I'd like to see a young king. I've got a funny feeling he maybe play it right back, though, which is no his uh, perfect position. But it'd be good to see him getting minutes. And I'd like to see Simpson and Scott Wright, as Will said, totally agree with that. I'm quite excited, actually, to see them hopefully starting, see how they, they do. Steve, it's a chance to, you know, Scott Wright, etc., to stake a claim. So, although we're saying we should take care of Cove, it's a big game for these fringe players to try and force their way into the plans. There's a, there's a cup to be won, isn't there? I 100% and I think that's what's good about having the squad we've got at the minute because the, the standards are so high for the first half and these guys have got to come in and actually take their chance. And especially, uh, to be fair to Scott Wright, this is one I, I never thought of before the pod, but when Wilf and Graham saying that, it's one I'd be excited to see start because he's ever since he's came on every game, he's, he's done well and he's been exciting and he's been uh, on the front foot. So people like that will be excited to see. And I think Simpson in the back as well, we've not had much chance to see him, to be honest. And it'll be good to see him. So it's an opportunity to get these guys games and, They'll be ready to go. There'll be people in there that probably dying to be on the park when they're sitting on the bench. So these guys are going to come on and try and take their opportunity. So that's the good thing about having players like that on the bench, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's a good. I think Leon King will start. I think it's a great opportunity for him. You know, he's 16 years of age, but he trust he came on against Falkirk. He done okay. Falkirk and Cove are obviously the same league, same sort of level. I've got no real any worries about that. I'm a big fan of giving them a chance, you know, and if it's not working, you know, you can easily easily change it. Parsons suspended, Tavernier's out, so it's a perfect opportunity to give him a nod. Also, Wolf, um, do you think Defoe will start or do you think Itton will play up front? I think he might, he might play them both. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, if it had to, if I had to use one, one of the two, I think he probably will play it because he's because he's bigger than most. I mean, Cove's a, as I said, Cove's quite a big physical side, particularly at the back. So I think he might play it for the physicality, but it wouldn't surprise me if he played if he played them both. Yeah, I mean, I certainly we can certainly afford to play two strikers against Cove Rangers, but we'll, we'll suppose we'll need to see what's what, what he does on Sunday. Now, Graham. It's just a shame for a shame for Calvin Bassett. It's his own fault because Barisic obviously has played a couple of games for Croatia. It'd be a perfect opportunity for him. Do you see Barisic starting because he kind of has to, or do you think they'll maybe put something out there? I was thinking, I mean, as I said last night, I was trying to have a real think about what the lineup would be, and I was thinking about Simpson uh, left back, and maybe that gives us a chance to play Helander, Goldson, or uh, Balligan uh, Goldson. But I've got, I think Barisic only came on in the second half for Croatia's last game. So get a wee bit of rest. So they might just go with Barisic. Just see. I'd like to see Simpson play. So I hope for that. Left back. Yeah. So just I, I think I, I think that they might do the same. I'm just buzzing to get back. You know, it's great to be talking about a game again. So, Wolf, I'll come with you first. I want your prediction, and I want your first goal scorer for Sunday's game against Cove. Okay, we'll go for go for five nothing. Right. And. First goal scorer, Scott Wright. I think that's going to be a bad bet. Bet responsibly. Stephen? 
Uh, I'll go four now and first goal scorer. Uh, and I think he'll start it in, so I'll go with it in first goal scorer. Graham? Stephen's just beat me to it, as I would say. I'll go four now and I'll go to four. Cool. I'm going to go for seven now. Um, but I'm also going to agree, I'm going to go Scott Wright for first goal scorer. So might put a wee pound on that and might pay for a wee Indian takeaway on Sunday night or something. But anyway, thanks everyone for joining. Uh, for, for joining. Thanks everyone for listening. You've listened to Rangers Rabble podcast. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.